0: In 1991, Random House published a book called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. It was written by Harold Kushner, a Jewish rabbi who had recently lost his 14-year-old son to a rare degenerative disease that causes early aging. Before his son's death, Kushner said he believed that despite all the evidence, life was fair and just because God rewarded goodness and punished evil. The death of his son changed his mind on that score. Rabbi Kushner wrote his book to address our tendency to blame God when things go wrong in life. His answer was that God chooses not to intervene in his creation. Nor, said Kushner, do people suffer and die because they're good or they're bad. Suffering and disease are the way the universe unfolds. And what God does is to stand by the wounded and the grieving and give them strength and comfort. The book was an instant bestseller, and of course, why not? Because no one is a stranger to suffering and death. Every living being experiences suffering, even the, the um, pork chop that was hacked out of the pig you ate last night or sometime this week suffered when that pig passed away. Uh, we all have an expiration date. But only human beings are conscious of this reality, and that is the cause, our greatest cause of suffering. When bad things happen to good people is a reflection on the book of Job, who is described at the very beginning of the book as blameless and upright. He is the good man to whom bad things happen. But there's another book in the Bible that deals with the same problem, and that is the book of Genesis, Chapter 3, verses 1 to 24, the famous story about Adam and Eve and the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Genesis tells the story in a different way from the book of Job. It changes the focus of the question from when to why. Yes, bad things do happen to good people, but why? Moreover, why do people themselves do bad things? Why are there bad people? These questions take us beyond what is bad to the origin and nature of evil itself. The answer that Genesis gives is that the origin of evil goes back to Adam and Eve. They got the ball rolling when, at the devil's suggestion, they ate the forbidden fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. In Western theology, this is what we call the doctrine of original sin, Unlike other kinds of sin that human beings commit, original sin is not precisely something that we do. It's something that we feel, a built-in urge to follow our disordered desires. And this pull, if you want to think of it that way, this pull to do something contrary to what we should be doing starts off very early in life. St. Augustine once said in Book 1 of his Confessions that he saw a child once pale with jealousy and hate as he watched his younger brother nursing at his mother's breast. The story of the fall of Adam and Eve and the doctrine of original sin are the prerequisite for understanding the meaning of the Incarnation and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's also important because Genesis 3 suggests that behind human beings acting badly, there is another cunning, shadowy, and malevolent force of personal intelligent evil that we call Satan, or the devil, or what Mark calls in the, today's passage Beelzebul, played, of course, by the snake in the garden. In our postmodern therapeutic culture, we tend to dismiss talk of the devil as some kind of medieval superstition, we forget the lesson taught by the last century in which wars, massacres, and atrocities cause the death of anywhere between 125 and 203 million human beings, depending on how you count it, or who does the counting. Can mechanized death on a factory scale be reduced to ordinary human badness? Or is there something darker and more virulent working behind human history itself, You don't have to read the history books about the 20th century, which Pope John Paul II called the Century of Tears. To understand that question, you can spend an afternoon, a nice rainy Sunday afternoon like today maybe, reading William Golding's Lord of the Flies. and That will set you off in the right direction. This is where the passage from Genesis 3 helps us understand what St. Mark is telling us in chapter 3 of his gospel, the Lord Jesus has attracted a large and enthusiastic following because of his miraculous healings and exorcisms. There are even some in his own family who think that he's come unhinged. But the scribes claim he works exorcisms and healings because he is possessed by Beelzebul. Now, calling Christ crazy is one thing. Accusing him of sorcery which is tantamount to being in league with the devil himself, is far more serious because sorcery in Israel was a capital crime. Maybe this is why Jesus' response is direct and carefully calibrated. It makes little sense to claim that he casts out demons with the help of demons. Any regime or kingdom, human or demonic, that shows signs of internal division will fall. So if Jesus is not channeling the devil to perform exorcisms, then what's the alternative? The answer has been staring the scribes in the face all along. He must be doing it by the alternative power, the power of God. In his healings and exorcisms, Christ is binding up the strong man, Satan, who's run the show since Genesis 3 and putting an end to his reign. The scribes could not have failed to make the next connection. If Christ is a direct threat to Satan's rule, then the kingdom of God was already arriving in the most unlikely of ways in the person of this Galilean rabbi. He is undoing the evil consequences of human disobedience that began in Genesis In chapter 3 of Mark, we're just on chapter 3, we have the, the rest of the summer and the fall to get through them, the battle has only really just begun. It will continue through the course of Christ's life, culminating with his death on the cross on Good Friday, a battle whose outcome, however, is no longer in doubt as of Easter Sunday. We entered into that victory over sin, suffering, and death the day when we were baptized, and we claim it for ourselves over and over every time we celebrate the Eucharist when we eat and drink the medicine of immortality.